So welcome, everybody. Welcome to part two of our conversation with Kelly Curry. Last time, she talked a lot about her background and um, gave some background on sort of framing things for this part of the discussion where we talk about her spiritual awakening. And um, again, I mentioned this last time. If you, Well, first of all, if you haven't listened to part one, I recommend you looking for the last episode where we did all that setup that I just mentioned. And... Um, I will reiterate, in case it's been a few days since you listened to the last one, that um, we recorded this on a couch in the basement, and so there may be some background noise. Um, So just try to enjoy the ambiance, and uh, I hope that you can feel like you're there with us. And so with that, please enjoy... Part two of our interview with Kelly Curry. Welcome to the Meditation Conversation. You are listening to Cara and Alessandra. Okay, so talk us through this this awakening and... Um, and how, and just the, the after effect and... Yeah, absolutely. So awakening, what I mean by it is just like a change in awareness, okay? Um, you hear this in like the, you know, the new age paradigm. They talk about like the 3D consciousness and 4D and 5D. Um, or you talk in like different, uh, you know, like Deepak Chopra or like Yogananda. You talk about different levels of consciousness. Mm-hmm. We all know about like the egoic state of consciousness. That's just where we are and that's our sort of framework. And it's, again, I want to point out that there's nothing good or bad. Okay. So that's really important because that concept of good and bad is the paradigm of the 3D concept or the egoic concept. So the moment you're thinking in terms of good and bad, you are embedded in the egoic system. Mm-hmm. So, um, like I said, I have been doing a lot of inner work and, you know, or IE that's a euphemism for therapy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and, and I had gotten to this point where I had been in this group session and there was a woman who I was so triggered by her. I was just like listening to her and, and I was just like really, really triggered by like, she was just basically went on this hour rant and I'm not, you know, again, this is not to make, uh, make judgment or criticism. I mean, this person is like a beautiful human being. So, but one thing that I've learned is that whenever we're triggered, that is a signal to ourselves like, Oh, there's some, there's some juicy nuggets here. I get to go Mm -hmm. in and do some work. Right. Yeah. So, um, so I was so triggered and I knew, I mean, like I knew it wasn't her cause I had just met her. I mean, like literally you could have like cut off her head and like pasted a different head on it. It could have been any person just talking, but um, so it wasn't her and I wasn't taking her personally and, um, it, but she bothered me like that whole night I went home and I was just like, I'm so annoyed. And then like the whole next day. So this was like three days this happened. I was just like, uh, and, um, I called my therapist and I was like, okay, there, 
I don't know what happened, but I'm so triggered and I don't know why. And I was like, I even asked her, I'm like, why did you, why did you allow this person to go off for like an hour? (laughs) And she's like, okay, you know, tell me more about that. So anyway, um, she's like, I think you're having like a trauma reaction. And I'm like, yeah, I feel like I've been punched in the face and I know it has nothing to do with her. Mm. So I, um, so I know as uh, this sounds a little bizarre, but so I just sat in it. So this is where meditation is useful. I just sat in with a feeling of complete dis- discomfort. So I went internal and I just went, I mean, I, uh, I just dug in the place that bothered me. And I finally f- realized I was like, why I was so triggered was because it seemed like you know, she wanted us to fix her problems. And I'm like, I'm, and I kept just kind of like chanting or repeating to myself, like, I'm not responsible for your thoughts, feelings, and emotions. I'm not responsible for your thoughts, feelings, and emotions. And as I was saying this, tears upon tears upon tears were crying, uh, coming out. And I just realized like I had this really deep programming, um, again, i.e. codependency that, uh, I had always felt like when people were venting, I needed to fix it. I needed to change the situation. And so this woman had brought me this beautiful medicine. And so it brought me to this epiphany um, of myself. And I realized in that moment that all people are uh, teachers. So, you know, from the 3D paradigm, if I had not been doing work, I could have looked at it and been like, from that egoic construct, like, oh my gosh, this woman is so annoying. You know, I can't believe she sat there and I can't believe my therapist let her go off. But when you are entering into or transforming and say you're more into like a higher state of, and I hate, again, it's not higher or lower. It's just a different state of consciousness or awareness. You begin to, instead of pointing fingers at other people, you begin to say, oh, here is here is medicine. Here is something that needs healing for me. Um, and so because of that, that led me to understand the concept of mirroring. It also led me to understand um, that all people are teachers and that every situation is perfect. And I use that uh, term perfect with like air quotes around it, because again, this is, this is beyond uh, labeling. Um, But it's sort of like you understand that everything, you begin to understand that everything in your life is going to lead you to that next amazing uh, transformation, so to speak. So definitely a, a really pivotal point in my life uh, was when I had this experience as a nine-year-old. Um, I was with an older adult who um, had taken a whole bunch of medication and then had woken me up in the middle of the night, and I was told I had a phone call, and they were this person on the phone said, you know, um, you need to make sure that this adult stays awake because they've taken a lot of pills. Um, and, and if you don't, they're going to die. So, um, before the paramedics came, this person began to sort of lose consciousness. And, um, as I actually did some meditation work around it, I went back to that particular point 
Um, and I could, you know, through trauma, you can sort of see it in your mind's eye, that situation unfolding. And my adult self was witnessing or and experiencing that same time again, but now I was viewing it with my adult self. And I could see in that moment through meditation that that inner child or that experience was a place where I had essentially lost control. And my adult self viewed it um, and realized that in that moment, I never had control. So the same moment that my child's like self, decided it would never lose control. Um, my, it ended up becoming the same point in which my adult self witnessed it and said, I never had control and it's okay to let that go. And so in that moment, there was great healing. There was a moment of surrender, a moment of peace for myself, a moment of peace and forgiveness for this adult and actually even the adult who put me in that situation to begin with on the phone. Um, and that really was uh, what led me to um, the beginning of my awakening process mm-hmm. or my awakening moment because um, I really began to understand that I had not only did I never have control, uh, but control really is an illusion. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, so. Kelly, thank you so much for sharing so openly and to daring to be so vulnerable. Like it's it's really heartfelt, <laughs> and I I think our listeners can hear this or feel this too. It's yeah. Thank you. Yeah. That's, um, yeah, that's amazing. So in your, so this, this came to you in meditation and it was like a, um, essentially a surrendering. That's what I'm hearing. You're this surrendering of, of, okay. It's like you said, I never had control. We never have control. And now I'm giving myself up to something higher or I'm not going to put words into your mouth, but I'm just reflecting back what I, I'm kind of like looking for, um, making sure that I'm understanding correctly. So that's, that's really amazing. And so healing, I can imagine. That's so beautiful. And I think it's a very important point. And this is, you know, what we do with our inner work and all our healing along our healing journey that, you know, People do things that might hurt us, but we don't want to, you know, point fingers and be angry with people. But, and it's so, so healing when we can actually truly forgive. Because there's one thing to forgive with our minds, but when we can forgive with our hearts and actually be free of that, what do we call it? That tension or... How would you frame it? Um, yeah, I I suppose just when we're holding on to that grudge, maybe is yeah. that the or that hurt? Yeah, mm. and then being able to let that go is really healing. 
if you had changed one particular experience, I wouldn't be where I am now, and I wouldn't be getting ready to do the work that I'm doing now. So, um, so back to the story because that wasn't the end. Mm. That was just the <laughs> right. beginning of the awakening. So I had that realization, and like three days later, I was just feeling so incredibly happy and in light, like light, and like I had really little thoughts. I mean, it was like a whole bunch of stuff that I had been holding on to for all of those years was suddenly gone. So uh, it was like taking that baggage that we all carry around because everybody has trauma. I mean, every single Mm -hmm. person on the planet does. Like I'm not, I mean, that is an extreme example, but um, everybody has it. And so we kind of put it in this little bag and we carry it around us on our back. And, and so in that moment, I really kind of separated that from me and felt so light and free. So three days later, I'm just sitting on my back porch. I mean, like legitimately sitting on my back porch and I'm just there. I'm not having any thought. I'm looking at the trees and the grass and the sky. And I'm just like this this is beautiful, but I'm, I'm think I'm not even thinking it. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling in my heart. Like this is beautiful. Mm. So as, uh, as I'm just sitting there all of a sudden, and this is going to sound bizarre, but it was like this, you know, the movie, the matrix, you mm. know, where he gives him the red pill. He's like, do you want to come down the rabbit hole? Here's the blue pill or here's the red pill. And he gives, uh, he takes the, what color is it? The red one, it doesn't matter. But he wakes up into this whole new reality of the truth of who he really is and and the, the uh, and his reality or the, the realization of his real world that he has been living in. So, um, so for those of you who've watched the matrix, you'll know what I'm talking about, <laughs> which is not me. I've never seen it. <laughs> you're you're going to have to watch it. Yeah. You have some homework to do, Carl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, so it was like that. I, I mean, I was sitting there and it was like something just sort of turned on in my brain. Now, if you're talking about yoga, they'll say, oh, it was your third eye, you know, and Jewish mysticism, it's sort of where you end the path of suffering and you begin on the path of joy. Or if you're referencing like Eckhart Tolle, it's where you um, have become present. Or if you're talking about it in terms of... um, like the metaphysical, like the people like that talk about things and like dimensions and aliens or the, you know, the metaphysical, it was like I had gone from 3D to 5D in the matter of two seconds. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, So in that moment, uh, so I had this switch, but I'm still in my body. I still know who I am. It wasn't like some weird transient psychosis. But I understood it was like literally like the trees almost seemed as if they were vibrating and I was getting information and um, let's frame it in the terms of computers because everybody understands computer (laughs) language, right? So it was like I was getting like this constant download of information and it wasn't coming through my mind. It was just, it was stuff I inherently knew, you know, without knowing. So it was like the sense of knowing without knowing, like clear cognitive. So like intuition, deep intuition? Yeah, deeper or? than that, you know. Um, 
but because intuition still use are using your senses. This is like instantaneously, like I've already had this experience and I just know it Mm. without knowing it, without Mm. having had experienced it before. So it didn't go through the mind at all. It was just primarily a physical sensation. Mm. At the same time, I'm getting knowledge. So, and that knowledge, what it looked like was we are all one, that every single blade of grass or leaf or tree, every single person, every single um, everything, and that we are all connected to this creator. And I knew in and of that moment that the creator is actually true. Um, My fear of death completely dissolved. I no longer have a fear of death. And I understood that that even the things that we think we know, we don't really know. And also I understood that anything in the egoic construct, so whether it's striving, trying, doing, um, all of those types of things, so whether... We're doing meditation or trying meditation or trying to to improve ourselves. They're good, but really you can't get to that level by any sense of trying. Mm. It just it's almost it's almost as if uh, it just happens. Mm. So so this was. A feeling that you, or not even a feeling, but this was all presented to you, this unfolded in the course of... Two seconds. Two seconds. Okay. Yeah. And then you held this... It, it It really changed... Like, you had kind of an altered state of consciousness, which is pr- not the right way to describe it, but you were definitely moving through the world in a new with a new understanding and through fresh eyes mm-hmm. for for a considerable amount of time right yeah so some people have like these experiences and they might look out at nature and have it for like a moment or maybe an hour or minute I was in that state of awareness for four days and in that place it was kind of hard to operate I mean I still did everything I cooked cleaned did all of those things but um But there was no time. You had no sense of time. And even Eckhart Tolle, like in A New Earth, he talks about um, how when you're present, when you're in that observer state of consciousness, how there is no time. And they talk about this like in all of the other different philosophies as well. So, um, But that was my experience as well in that more unity level of consciousness. There really is, there really is no time. But yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, obviously, there. It's just beautiful to listen, and um, but is there something? I mean, of all this time in that higher awareness, what would you like to share with others? Or like, yeah. so yeah. So eventually, I mean, you get like whispers of the ego saying, how are you going to fully operate? How are you going to do all of these things in this um, human world uh, without me? And I was like, oh. And so doubt started and I fell back down into what I would call observer consciousness, 
where I stayed in that place for about a month. And then eventually I came back full, full on back to egoic <laughs> consciousness, but with the new awareness. Um, so after that, and this is what's important. So after that, I began um, to just be like, why, why creator, would you take me into this place <sighs> of like deep knowing, like Samadhi, you know what they talk about, a deep knowing and deep understanding. And then bam, a month later, take me out of that and like basically, you know, separate yourself from me essentially. And now I'm back in an egoic state of consciousness or like this polarity and you know, so I began. I became a seeker again, and I started seeking, 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 seeking. And I'm like, I can't figure it out. But at the same time, I had all of these weird like coincidences were happening, um, mm-hmm. repeating numbers. And I know everyone talks about this, like, but it was driving me crazy. I literally saw two, 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 like in a matter of like five minutes, like probably four hundred times. It seemed like, <laughs> and. Um, I'm just like, I had no idea what it meant. And so I started getting all of like these images and things. And eventually, oddly enough, it led me to Kabbalah, uh, to the Zohar. And when I started just watching these videos um, on YouTube, there's this great um, uh, YouTube channel and it's called Kabbalah Revealed. And the guy that is the teacher, his name is Anthony Koznak. Kozniak. Uh, sorry if I mispronounced that. Um, but it made sense. Everything that he was talking about in the terms of my awakening experience began to make a hundred percent sense. And it was exactly like what he was talking about. And he basically said, you get to a point where you go through all of these egoic states, you're never satisfied, you know, you've suffered a month, so much. And then you get to this point where the creator, almost as if by grace, you know, basically shows you himself. He shows you who he is. And then he, and then he like, he sends you back, you know, he like pushes you back down. So that way you create, he creates in you a desire so much for him. Because after that, I was like on fire, like literally, like my heart was (laughs) on fire. Like, I've got to get back there. I've got to be there. I've, I got to know more. And I just, I began to like, like a new lover. I wanted, it was like, I wanted to know everything about the creator. I wanted to know what, you know, how I could get back to the creator. I wanted to, you know, understand this in its deepest context. Hmm. Um, and Jewish mysticism talks about this like specifically, I mean, it was like innate. And so he talks about this it's called the form of correction or the uh, form of, the force of development. And so how he takes, you know, he draws you close and then he pushes you away, draws you close, pushes you away. So you get to the point again, once again, where you're at the end of yourself and now you with your own free will make a choice that you are going to just fully seek him and not only to seek him, but to become one with him. Mm-hmm. Then you switch over off of the paradigm of the ego, and now you're working in um, a more spiritual dimension. Uh, and <laughs> well, we are we recording with another with another guest. We have a cat and dog and a baby in our studio today. Oh well, let's give her a bear. So, 
you know, what you just said makes me think of what in the yogic teachings is uh, called devotion, which is so important. You can't really connect to your higher self, you know, techniques we have because we, we need them to go inward. But without that devotion, as you say, that desire, it's really hard to get far on the path. And um, I haven't had the same experience as you, like seeing everything in two seconds. But I recently came back from a retreat uh, from Ananda Assisi, where, you know, it's still you have time to really go inward and you can really go deep, deep, deep within yourself. And so just that shift of coming back out into the world can be quite harsh (laughs) because you connect with things inside of yourself, parts that we very easily forget in the world. And yeah, so, but still when you have those moments with that strong devotion or desire, as you say, that ignites a fire in you. And I think when that is burning, like it can't really burn out. You might forget about the fire, you know, because the world is calling. But once you have that fire, you're going to keep on looking for that source. Hello. Yeah. Hello. Well, I'm going to take my little Hello. baby here. Hello. It's uh, evening here Hello. in Sweden. Uh, I want to thank you, Kelly, so much for being on the podcast I'm going to leave time for you and Cara to close off here if you have something else to add because it seems like you have a lot to add. Maybe we have to bring you in again. <laughs> I, I can feel your peace even though I'm here in Sweden. Aww, yeah, well, good. <laughs> so thank you so much for sharing. Thank you, Alessandra. Bye, Iris. She can't hear me, but Bye. I hope she go. has a beautiful sleep. Uh, Bye, sweetie. She's- Okay. Okay. Thank Thank you so much. Bye. 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 Now you're on the podcast, Iris. (laughs) Okay. So thank you for sharing everything that you've shared. And one thing that we keep coming back to is this is a huge concept and the downloading of information that has happened is so immense that to try to put language to it um, almost takes away from the experience. And I've heard this from other um, people who've had mystical experiences, other experiences that I've heard about. Um, It's almost like when you're trying to put language to it, you are... um, you're using these human parameters that just are, it's not the same level. And so I really appreciate you trying to, to put language to it because that's the medium that we have right now. But, um, but I do understand too, that it's gotta be frustrating that there is so much that you've experienced that is really hard to convey through through a podcast, through, um, through a conversation. Um, but I think you've given some really, um, beautiful concepts through, through what you've been able to convey. 
as far as, um, for example, one thing that, that really resonated with me was it's more than technique. You know, it's more than yoga. It's more than meditation. You know, one of the, when I came to meditation, I was really looking for, um, I think even more secular um, rewards through meditation and more curiosity than anything, but it really wasn't a devotional practice for me for a long time. And then as I got deeper into it, I realized the importance of devotion and it became the cornerstone of, of my practice. And, um, you know, I, Alessandra and I follow the teachings of Paramhansa Yogananda and his guru, uh, Swami Sri Yukteswar said that you can't put one foot on the path without devotion. You know, so for him, and he was known as a very austere person who was very um, almost untouchable and like not not very emotional and kind of aloof um, was how he came across. This was back in the 1800s, but um, it, so it kind of even resonated with me more knowing that about his personality, that he was like, you can't go anywhere without opening your heart to devotion. And and when I'm listening to you, that's the thread that I hear is like this, you know, this relationship with the, with the creator, this desire to seek beyond this, um, you know, our, our senses, beyond our five senses, because there is, this is all inward and, and I think, too, there's an element just of grace that comes with it because you were just sitting there and it kind of hit you like a ton of bricks. <laughs> you know, when I listen to you say it, it's kind of it just kind of crept in to, you know, and, and snuck up on you by grace. You know, there it wasn't that you were doing this breathing technique 108 times and then you were, you know, you unlocked the gate, you know, to something bigger. So there is also... And so for me, I think that's something that resonates very deeply with me, that reinforcement of going beyond technique, going beyond control and understanding that there is grace that's part of it. And there is that um, that divine relationship that is necessary for something like that. I don't know if you have anything to um, if you want to take any of that deeper or further or. Yeah, so I. I think that is beautiful in the way that you said it because that in and of itself encap- encapsulates everything. Um, the most important aspect in all of this and in the reason why we're all doing this work is really to affect change in ourselves so much that it affects our world. And it creates um, more harmony, more peace. I think we're all feeling all of the discord. And again, the creator teaches by contrast. So as we awaken, as we become enlightened, we're going to have a huge effect uh, in our environment, in the way that we relate to it. We're going to have a huge effect in the way that we, of course, relate to ourselves, but also to everything around us and that is really the intention behind sharing the story is that we are entering into this period where more and more people are awakening I mean and it's a big buzzword 
and even um, the Kabbalists, like or the Kabbalists, like they kept their um, knowledge secret until 1995, and then they were told to open up their wisdom because they knew that people would now finally understand mm-hmm. what was happening. Because, like you said, you have to almost have the experience to completely uh, be able to relate. It's like if you were an alien and I, and you had never drank water, you didn't even have a mouth. And I said, Oh, this water and it tastes clear and it tastes wet or whatever. (laughs) You would be like, what? Like, I don't even have, I don't, I've never drank anything in my life. And so there's just, it's not a point of reference. And so because of that, it's just really hard to relate to. But again, the most important thing is, in all of this is to just understand that we're we're essentially one and that there's really nothing we can do in our own human egoic condition except hopefully arrive at a desire for something so much greater than all of this in our physical world that we have this desire for something so much more, you know, a desire or a devotion with the creator or with our higher self. So we can basically change, change humanity. Yeah. One person at a time. Yeah. Let's do it. (laughs) I'm on board. (laughs) Excellent. Well, thank you so much, Kelly. This has been, I, I, I know I've heard this before because, and that's how we're here. That's why we're here because I was so intrigued and, um, I just love your story and, um, I can't wait to see, I was telling you last time we met, I can't wait to see what the next like three years are going to be as you carry this awakening further. And it seems like there's a lot in store for you. So I, I, I envision you coming back and sharing (laughs) more and, updating us and um so so thank you very much thank you thank you so much wow well I really enjoyed talking to Kelly and I hope that you found the depth of her knowledge and her experience as inspiring as I did um I know that it it like we mentioned it's something that is difficult to put into words what's what has gone on so um, I hope that you connected with her story and um, and you know we thank you for listening and if if you enjoyed this episode please share it with somebody who you think might enjoy it or help us by um, rating or reviewing or you know, sharing, subscribing, whatever you can do to keep that energy going, we would really appreciate it. The more energy um, everybody helps to feed into this, then the more we can help to share with other people who are looking for content that is uplifting and um And we can all do our part to help bring some light into this world. And um, so with that, I wish you all the best. 
and we look forward to the next meditation conversation. <laughs>